0: Welcome to Insurance Made Simple. I'm your host, Peter Vitale, and this is episode 11. Thanks for joining me today. It is a very, very, very interesting and very scary time in the insurance industry, especially in personal lines insurance. And I am here today to sound the warning bell to everyone throughout the country that auto insurance rates are on the rise auto insurance rates are going up. It's nothing specific to you. It's nothing specific to your family. Well, I guess it could be you could have gotten into a, an accident that was your fault or got a bunch of tickets or a DUI or something. But generally, on a macro level, uh, looking from at this situation from way up top, this is nothing specific to you or your family. The rate trends that we are seeing now are caused by the overall economic condition of the country. And I'm going to explain to you a little bit about why that is. Um, And I know this is, you know, this is nothing you want to hear. Believe me, it's not anything I want to hear either. But it is the reality. And the one thing that I always tell my clients and that I will tell this podcast audience is, you're always going to get the truth from me. Um, Whether you like it, Whether you don't like it, whether it's popular, whether it's not popular, um, you're going to get what I believe is the most truthful version of the events that are out there. And as always, we back up those predictions with facts and uh, our thought process so uh, you understand. Um, But over the past uh, month, I've been reading a variety of Uh, industry publications, of trade magazines, journals, and we are hearing the same thing over and over again. And I, I guess it's been far longer than a month, but we've seen that auto insurance companies in the United States are facing unprecedented rate pressure. And that is a result, by and large, of inflation causing the average cost of an auto accident to be significantly higher. So let's just break that down for a second, what's going on. So if you get into an accident today and your car's totaled and the cost that it takes to make you whole again as a result of that accident by evaluating the cost of that car and what you should be given, that's a heck of a lot more, right? The used car market is been pretty crazy. You know, for the last little while, it's very, very, very high. So that is driving up the average cost uh, per auto accident. Also parts, the average cost of a part, if you're not in a total loss accident, those are going up. But what's also happening is something that is called social inflation. And what this is, is it's the average cost of litigation per auto accident. So, you know, God forbid you were to go out And injure someone in an auto accident uh, tomorrow, and they initiated litigation against you as a result of that. The cost, the judgment cost, the settlement cost, those are all going up. And, you know, that term has been coined social inflation. So if you hear about social inflation, you know what we're talking about. Many people in the industry um, who kind of want to phrase this a little more directly um, are calling it runaway litigation expense, right? The litigation expense uh, is going up and up and up. And, right? This is um, nothing really surprising. If you're sued and it's your fault in an auto accident, right, juries are sympathetic to victims. Um, There's certainly, you know, nothing wrong with that on its face. But that does cost, uh, you know, as jury verdicts go up, settlement costs go up. Guess what else happens? Auto insurance rates have to go up to keep up with those increasing loss costs. So we have the side of the equation where, where the severity of an accident is going up, the cost for a car, the cost for litigation, uh, those kind of things. But we also have frequency on the rise, and that is how often auto accidents are happening. And that frequency has been going up. Now, that's not a big shock. It's been going up because, you know, we're just, you know, uh, have been through a global pandemic. And a good portion of that time, people were you know, sheltering in place at their homes, not driving. So obviously the frequency is gonna go down significantly when there are less people on the road. Now people, uh, we're seeing people on the road at pre-pandemic levels, but also dangerously driving, increased speeds, causing increased and more severe accidents. So this is all creating with the looming and really the here and now inflation problems in this country It is creating the perfect storm for auto rates to be going up, right? Insurance companies, first of all, are in the business of paying out claims. They have to take in sufficient amounts of money to cover those claims. So, you know, that's why costs are going up and that's why rates are going up. So, you know, I'm not always I'm not here on this podcast strictly to be the bearer of bad news, right? I I did tell you I would give you my honest Feedback, my honest assessment of what's going on. And that certainly is. Now, what I will say, how can we manage, Peter, how can we manage our rate increases? How can we manage? Because, you know, this is what I hear every day I'm on a fixed income. I can't afford this. First of all, I will always say that people always say they're on a fixed income most people throughout the country are on a fixed income, right? Most people get paid the same amount of money every week. You know, they work the same amount of hours, they're paid the same rate, whether it's salary or hourly. So really everyone in essence is on a fixed income. So I certainly can understand and appreciate that. And, you know, if my auto insurance bill goes up 20%, you know, I'm not making 20% more. Um, how am I going to cover that? So, A variety of things. The first thing, and the very first and best suggestion I have for you is who is your insurance agent? Do you have a relationship with them? Do you call them? Do they call you? Are you um, an insured that goes through a 1 800 number and you're never talking to the same person more than once? If that's the case, I would say start looking around for someone who has your best interest at heart that represents multiple insurance carriers. Certainly, I have nothing against the state farms, the farm bureaus, the all states of the world, right? Those agents represent one company. So, if they can't help you with, you know, whoever, state farm, all state, farm bureau, what are they going to do for you? There's not much they can. So, um, that is what I would call a step above from the call center model um, because at least you can talk to the same person more than once. But if they only have one product, are they really going to be able to help you? In certain cases, they can, certainly, right? But in certain cases, they can't. And then what do you do? Um, So I would always recommend that you are working with what we would call an independent insurance agent. They represent you, the consumer. They don't represent the insurance carrier. They represent you, the insurance consumer, and they have your best interest out for you. They are, in many states, and in particular where I reside in Michigan, they are an agent of the insured, which means they represent you um, from a legal perspective. They do not represent the insurance company. So the first thing, get a great independent agent who has Access to, you know, a variety of different insurance companies to help you. Uh, The second thing is, have an open dialogue. You know, I will say... Um, that insurance agents, as renewals come in and and the prices are increased, we're hearing the same thing day in and day out, and we're fighting for you and we're working for you. This is the best, you know, we're not the actuaries who are making the rates. Um, We want to help you. We want to have happy customers. We don't want to have our phones uh, and our lobbies filling up with people who are very dissatisfied and want to yell at us. We understand your frustration, but Let's have a productive and open dialogue about it. So um, there's a variety of things that can be done, right? We can shop for different companies. We can look and see, are you maximizing all the discounts? You know, do you have your, you know, auto with Progressive, but your home policy with Safeco? Would it be more beneficial to bundle those up under Progressive together or under Safeco together? Um, are you utilizing telematics? Um I think that if anyone has listened to this podcast, you know that generally I'm not a huge fan of telematics. I think um, it's a pretty big amount of data, of personal information that you're giving up for a pretty small premium credit, Um, but drastic times call uh, for drastic measures, and maybe now's the time to look and see if a telematics policy would be something um, that would help you. That's just some places to start review as we talked about in previous podcasts review your driving record that your insurance company has on file it may or may not be your actual driving record there are data inconsistencies all the time Uh, has your credit score improved if you're a state in a state that uh, has a credit scoring for auto insurance take a look at that. Look at your policy limits. Are you carrying, you know, full coverage on an old car um, that may not make sense anymore? You know, maybe it does make sense still to keep it, but let's explore those options. But have someone that's looking out for you. Have someone that's accessible. I often hear people say, "You know, I would do business with you." But, you know, you're in the metro Detroit area, and I'm way up in the upper peninsula of Michigan, and I want a local agent. And the best thing that I could tell someone like that is I understand, but I actually think you want an accessible agent. If your agent lives two streets over, but isn't going to answer the door when you come over and isn't going to answer the phone when you call his office, it doesn't matter if they're local. Uh, local isn't helping you there. Um, but what does matter is having an accessible agent. Um, we certainly have lived through a time where you know, we couldn't leave our house for several months on end. Um, so it didn't matter if you were local. Um, What mattered is, does somebody pick up the phone when you call? Does somebody return your call promptly when you leave a message? Does somebody reply to your email? Um, Does your agent, you know, communicate via text message and, you know, chat on their website? Are they accessible? If you're buying a car at night, can they help you get that car on the policy? Um, If you're buying a car on the weekend or if you're in an accident at night or on a weekend, can your agent help you? If you're going and you're doing business in 2022 with an insurance agent that cannot help you after 4.30 p.m. until the next business day, that is crazy. This is 2022. People can work from anywhere. People have mobile devices. I mean, I don't know. I'm out in the world every day. Most people are looking at their mobile device every day. A lot of them are screwing around on it, watching TikTok or Instagram or something, but they could be responding to clients. Um, So find an insurance agent who wants to help you, that's accessible and ready to help you. Accessibility is the most important thing because when... The rates increase here and your renewal comes. You don't want to be chasing someone around for two weeks. And we hear, you know, in my office, I hear, you know, people talk about prospects that they're, um, you know, in the process of quoting. They say, you know, they're just waiting to hear back from their current insurance agent. I always say, what are they waiting to hear back for? Help me understand why are they not getting in touch with them when they call? That's crazy. If your agent is not getting in touch with you about a rate increase or about a renewal. What the heck is going to happen when there's a claim? When you need them, when you actually need them to advocate on your behalf, what's going to happen? If they're not talking to you now, they sure as heck aren't going to talk to you then. Find yourselves an insurance agent that truly wants to help you, that's truly available to help you, that has the resources in their office, and by resources, I mean people and technology that can help you. Certainly nothing against people who have, you know, one or two people in their office, but oftentimes um, those people are overloaded and don't answer the phone when someone needs them. You want someone who's accessible. If they're accessible, they can answer the phone. You know those people are going to work hard for you, and they are going to help you through your situation. Now, they can't just wave a magic wand and lower the rate, but they can help you navigate the system, navigate the process to be the most effective at representing your interests To the insurance company. So they can be effective at looking at those discounts, looking at things. Hmm. Is this accurate? Was this accident your fault? Was this accident your, you know, teenage driver, you know, son or daughter's fault? Was this accident another party's fault? You know, let's look at these things to see what we can do. So. That's the best advice I have for you on how to proceed, how to get through this. But what I do want to share with you, because at the beginning of this podcast, I said I am sounding the alarm. Seriously, I'm sounding the alarm. Because what is coming up is something like we've never seen or we haven't seen in a long, 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 long time. I saw today posted in Crane's Chicago Business uh, newspaper is Geico's latest rate hike is a doozy, and it could set a record for Illinois insurance increases. It could set a record, a record, an all-time record of highest insurance increase for auto insurance. So let me just read briefly from this article. Geico is hiking auto insurance rates in Illinois by 17% on average for most long-time customers and 34% for those who signed up in the past two years. I'm gonna say that again. 17% on average for most longtime customers and 34% for those who signed up in the past two years. If you are a new client of GEICO in the past two years in Illinois, you are getting a 34% on average rate increase. This is huge. And this was a recent filing with the Illinois Department of Insurance. And it may be one of the biggest one-time car insurance creases ever for a major carrier in Illinois, certainly in the last two decades, the article says. And this is a great, if you don't subscribe to Crane's Detroit business, if you're in uh, Illinois or Michigan, you should. It's an outstanding publication. And uh, they really break down a lot of really good things, not just in insurance, but many other business uh, things as well. So this is GEICO in Illinois. It's a huge thing. And I mean, this isn't, you know, I'm certainly not just going off on GEICO here, and I'll read again from the article. While GEICO so far is the most aggressive in terms of rate hikes, Allstate Progressive and, to a lesser extent, State Farm have all done the same this year. Allstate imposed a 12% on average increase earlier this year, and Progressive hiked prices between 8 and 10%, and State Farm has raised its rates 8% as well. So these are big, big, big rate increases coming, and that is in Illinois. Now, I am going to read another article, uh, and this is coming from S&P Capital IQ Professional, which is a uh, industry publication for the insurance industry. And uh, this talks about progressive and state farm see major private auto increases in May. And this is going back a few months, but this was just was uh, published the other day. And what this does is this looks at all the rate filings that were filed in the past few months and see, you know, in May, what happens, who filed rate increases um, that are going to happen. And it says, the Progressive Corporation may see the largest rise in cumulative private auto premiums written from May rate increases. Overall, Progressive subsidiaries secured approval for 24 rate hikes across six states and it could bolster the group's aggregate premiums by $671.7 million. Now, the article goes on and talks about State Farm and um, Geico are also increasing the rates uh, in addition to Progressive. And it shows just a few. You know, Progressive in Texas, you're seeing an approved rate increase of 15% with Progressive. State Farm in Georgia, 85 Progressive in Texas, 113 So I said Texas and Progressive twice. Let me tell you why. There are multiple underwriting companies in uh, within the Progressive uh, company. And how this works is you may have Progressive Direct Insurance and then Progressive County Mutual Insurance. Um, and this is a common concept and how insurance companies are organized at a corporate level. So, you know, there are different companies that write your particular policy. So look at your policy, see who your particular policy, what underwriting company it's written with. You know, we're looking at Geico in New Jersey, 6.9% increase. So these are huge, you know, to a lesser extent, the last few that I talked about are not huge, but we're going to get to some more rate increases with some more recent data in a second. I'm going to read now from PNC Specialist, which is an industry trade publication. And uh, this is a very recent article, I think, from yesterday. It says, average auto rate hike in 2022's first half stood at 4.9%. So in the first half of the year, the rate increase stood at 4.9%. And this was an analysis done by Bankrate.com. And... um, You know, this is interesting, you know, 4.9% the first half of the year that, you know, you say, Peter, that that doesn't sound too bad. Well, it sounds a heck of a lot better than Geico's 34% on, you know, new business customers in the past two years. But the reason I bring this article up is because now I want to talk about the future. And this is why I'm sounding the alarm here. Because what I've done is I've analyzed countrywide data that's showing, increases that are filed but not implemented. So the insurance companies file these in advance with the departments of insurance throughout the various states in the country. And, um, you know, they may file something today and, and, you know, the department has to review it. They may have questions. You know, the company has to wait to see if it's approved and then they have to program their systems. So it takes, you know, there's a period between file when they file it and when they start it Can range company to company, but it could be several, you know, a few months after they file it. So what I've done is I've analyzed these filings and I've looked at filings that are going to be effective that have already been filed and are pending approval or already approved. And the effective date is between uh, the beginning of June and the end of this year. And we will see some crazy stuff here. Um, In Indiana, by way of example, we have the General Automobile Insurance Company. That is a 15% rate increase on June 22nd. So if your policy renews after June 22nd with the General in Indiana, you're going to see, on average, right, this isn't every customer is not going to see a 15% rate increase, but when they take all the increases together – they average to 15%. So you could see slightly more, slightly less. That's in Indiana. Root Insurance Company in Texas, 18.5% on June 23rd. If your policy renews after June 23rd in Texas with Root Insurance Company, you're gonna see on average an 18.5% increase. Same with Maryland. Root Insurance, 16.8% on June 30th. That's a pretty big rate hike. You know, we go out to to July 1st, Farm Bureau in Texas, 9% on average in Texas for Farm Bureau. Uh, We go out to July 15th, Farmers in Arizona, 17% on average increase, 17%. These are big numbers, 17%. If you're paying 100 bucks, your rate every month now is going up 17 bucks. Now most people aren't paying hundred bucks for auto insurance, especially if you live in states like you know Michigan, uh, where the auto premium is really high. Seventeen percent increase that could make a big, big, big difference uh, in the affordability of your auto insurance policy if you're paying you know two or three hundred bucks a month, even less probably. Idaho Geico fifteen point one percent increase July twenty first. Okay, that's Geico in Idaho, Vermont Geico. On July 21st as well, 23.7% increase, over a 20% increase on average for Vermont um, customers of GEICO. Uh, The general, again, this time in Texas on July 26th, 14.6% increase. Now, guys, keep in mind, this does not mean on that date your policy is going up. That means when your policy renews after that date because your rate is locked in with your carrier until renewal. So when your policy renews with that particular carrier after that particular date, that's when the new rate comes into effect for your policy. Uh, In Nevada, Geico again on August 7th, 26.3%. That's a crazy amount. Uh, Grange Insurance Company in Tennessee, 11% on August 19th. State Farm on August 22nd in Virginia, 5%. Farmers in South Carolina on August 31st, 20%. Amica in Texas, September 1st, 22.3%. State Farm in New Mexico, September 5th, 9.2%. State Farm on September 5th in Maryland, 13%. Allstate in Rhode Island on September 19th, 16%. Farmers on October 13th in Florida, 25.7%. So we already know that if your policy renews after October 13th in Florida, farmers, today, we know that it's going to go up by 25.7% on average. And I'm recording this in mid-July. So we already know something that's going to happen in October, and it's July. Liberty Mutual in Connecticut. October 17th, 17.9%. That's a huge, huge, huge increase. Liberty Mutual, again, in Michigan, November 23rd, 12.5%. These are rates. The auto insurance prices are going up, folks. It's not, they may go up. No, no, no. They're going up. They're filed. They're being approved by regulators. They're being looked at and reviewed by regulators today. And those policies are going to go up when they renew in the future. This is a systemic and industry-wide issue. This is not one company or two companies. This is the biggest players to the medium players to the small players in personal lines auto insurance are raising prices by double digits because loss costs are going up. And I would say in large part, Because of the state of the economy, because of inflation, also because there are more people on the road than there have been in the past few years, and those people are getting into accidents, and those accidents, because of inflation and other things, are costing more. And we have to take in enough money to pay out the claims. Now, I will say, and this is not going to be popular with my friends in the insurance industry that work for insurance carriers, but you know what? I'm always going to shoot straight. I'm always going to tell you how I feel. Um, And some people like it. Some people don't. But that's the way I am. And that's the way I'm always going to be. I will tell you that these insurance carriers raked in record profits during the pandemic. Now, they gave back some of the money to the policyholders. But I would argue many of them did not give enough. And you know what? Not many consumers are going to be real sympathetic right now to the insurance companies when they're raising the rates because they know they didn't get enough money back in 2020 and a little bit in 2021 when everyone was locked in their house, okay? Here's the deal. Those companies should not have raked in record profits. There's nothing wrong with maintaining your current level of profit, your historic profitability, but to rake in record profits when people were severely ill when people were very scared and they were locked in their houses, didn't go out as much, didn't go anywhere in some cases, people were in the hospital, many things happened. Those companies should not have raked in record profits. And you know what? Not many people are going to feel bad from them when their profits are going down this year. Now, what I will say is it's not fair to say that they shouldn't raise rates at all because that's not going to work, guys. I mean, we're we're the problem is too big to just say they shouldn't raise rates. If they do that, they'll be going out of business because they'd be running at huge losses. But I would say the insurance companies that didn't do the right thing, and I don't not saying who they are, who did the right thing. I'm not the judge of them. Their regulators should be in the public at large and consumer advocate groups should be, but they know who they are and the math will come out, and the math is coming out already. It did in Illinois a few days ago. They need to seriously look at what they did and make it right, because you should not be raking in record profits because of a global pandemic. That is just not the ethical and right thing to do. We should demand better from insurance companies, right? We have to carry insurance by law. Right, Auto insurance, we have to carry by law. We should demand that regulators hold these guys accountable. And you know what? They should have did the right thing from the start. And many of them didn't. And many of them took in record profits. So I'm just saying, now that we're talking about rate increases, let's go back and talk about this too because it is part of the issue. So with that, remember what you can do. Find an agent you can trust and talk to Have them help you navigate this serious issue of rate increases. They're coming. I'm warning you now, months and months in advance in many cases. Your policy may not renew till next February, but you know now that that rate's going up. So start developing a plan. Don't wait till the last minute. I'm always here for questions. Email me anytime, peter at encoreinsurance.com, peter at encoreinsurance.com. We'll talk more about this and many other things on the upcoming episodes. It's been great, great sharing this knowledge with you. Please, please email me anytime if you have any questions.